This podcast contains strong language. If you would like a beeped version, well, it doesn't exist. Sorry about that. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly and this is the podcast where we take inspiration from life and tell you how to survive everything Today, we are surviving Mars in in celebration and honor, however you want to call it, as Perseverance, the rover that just landed on Mars a couple of weeks ago. She, I'm going to say it's a she or they, they will be there for eternity, basically. And I'm joined as always by Daisy and Kaylee. Ladies, how are you? How are you surviving? Good. I'm all right. Thanks, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is every week you ask us, you say, ladies, how are you? And then we don't know who to go first. So we're like, we <laughs> are fine. <laughs> I know. I like to keep you on your toes. Well, I used to do the like, Kaylee, how are you? And Daisy, how are you? But it was just too, I don't know. Yeah. I like it. No, that's fine. I like it. It's more kind of loosey goosey. But it's yeah. because we're both too polite, which is interesting because <laughs> we're going into battle. Yeah. I know. You're both very english yeah i got post a, a card through the post saying somebody's posted something to you but they haven't paid for the postage and it was it said 150 so i had to go online <laughs> nothing like getting something in the post that you've got to pay yeah. for so i had to go online and pay 150 and then it came delivered and i was like who could it have been off like my friend lily lives in texas she said oh um just before my birthday oh i want to send you something so i thought oh it could be customs yeah. and also paul who is my old disability coach at uni we're still friends and he sent me a gift for my birthday which hasn't arrived so i thought maybe he forgot i still haven't got a card from my mum in the post but that wouldn't be it cuz how would i be paying for a stamp for a card anyway I went down and it came yesterday and I saw my mum's handwriting and three weeks late and I have to pay oh. for my birthday card <laughs> that's cute though and cute and <laughs> she stu stuffed a candle in it so obviously you have to pay more it's not a first class stamp that's hilarious so, there was a first class stamp on a little card with a candle in it now I texted her and said sorry but I did I'm really pissed off at you and she said well <laughs> I'm really pissed off at the post office who do they think they are <laughs> and I was like this isn't the post office's fault mum she was like absolutely it is I put a stamp on that and everything I said uh you put a candle in it I know I did but it was a tiny envelope yeah but it was really <laughs> thick <laughs> What kind of candle was it? I mean, obviously it's a birthday candle, but it was just like a normal, like, so what did it look it's like? like? It's like this thing which you cut off like a block of chocolate and you put on the top of an oil burner and put a tea light underneath and then it melts it and then it smells. Oh, geez. That's pretty big. Yeah, but I, I mean, she probably paid one pound for it. I paid 150 for it. It just wasn't <laughs> worth it. No, it's a very nice candle. I actually really like it. It's got glitter in it. To be fair to your mum, though, I literally, I'm 33 and only last year realised that it's not whether you can fit it in the envelope. It's the weight of the envelope. Like, I just yeah. thought if you can send it in an envelope, you can send it. I didn't realise that you had to pay by weight. So, you know, it's an easy mistake. So then my mum doesn't still know that. And even though I told her, she still doesn't believe me. <laughs> like when she came to London and on the escalators, you know, everyone stands on the right and everyone walks mm -hmm. past on the left. Well, my mum stood on the left. I said, mum, you've got to stand on the right. And she said, no, you don't. Yeah. And I was like, yes, you do. And she was like, no. And I was like, look at everybody standing on the right. Well, in Turkey, <laughs> we stand on the left. Well, there's signs too. But I love your mum. She's your mum's a rebel. If she wants to send stuff in the post, she's going to send it. She's going to stand on the left. I mean, it's just a free spirit. I, I yeah, think the it's... problem is then Kaylee has to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's a free spirit. I think it's emotional abuse on your daughter that you just didn't send anything to her on her birthday. I wish this was in the mother's episode. And, and then three weeks later, she has to go and pay for her bloody birthday card. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay daisy how are you how are you surviving any any interesting letters coming to you that you had to pay for 
No, I, do you know, I have actually, I want to give you a fun answer because it's a podcast and I feel that's socially appropriate, but I've definitely got to the point in the pandemic where nothing that exciting, it's like Groundhog Day, I'm just living yeah. the same day. Oh, actually, that is not true. So we have a rescue dog called Lacey and mm-hmm. she looks really cute and she has this little pink collar with a, a pink flower on it. And because she looks cute, it lulls people into a false sense of security when they approach her and she then wants to bite them. And I used to walk her around the village and people just wouldn't believe me. Like I'd shout ahead and be like, oh, she's a rescue. Can you not come too close? And people would say things like, oh, no, it's fine. I like dogs. And I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you like dogs because you're going to frighten her (laughs) that she's going to bite you. So then my husband got her like a red heart harness thing it's like and it goes up around and it says caution on it so now she yeah. looks like a little bomb because <laughs> she goes out with this big red thing around her like and it says caution everywhere like caution on her back caution on her neck <laughs> so she just looks mental now because she's but but she needed it and it does make walking her easier because people stay away now but it does just make you think I don't know why I couldn't just when I verbally explained it to people they wouldn't believe me (laughs) Uh, I hate like people don't get it with rescue animals that like Mm. no and one thing I've noticed here is a lot more people have their dogs off lead here and the thing I don't because my husband's dog she she lives with his mom now because she has like a bunch of land and she's huge she's a she's like almost weighs as much as I do Sorry. She's huge. For what? a second, I thought you meant his mom. No. You yeah, mean no, the no, dog? No, no. The dog. Right. Yeah, okay. the dog. Sorry. Sorry. Rosie the dog. I not just his thought mom. that was Fair such point. a crazy thing to say. <laughs> like she she lives with his mom because she's huge. I'm like, what relevance is that, Molly? No, you mean the dog is huge. I'm with <laughs> the dog you. Rosie okay. is huge. But she also has dog aggression. Like she's with kids and humans, mm. sweet as she can be. But with dogs, it can be different because she got attacked. And so she can't have dogs like running up to her. Yeah. Because sometimes she's fine and sometimes she's definitely not. And Alex (laughs) has had to pay for a lot of vet bills for other people's dogs. And so I just see people without their like kid their dogs on leads. And I'm just like, you don't know if that dog, yeah. you know, if the dog's on a lead and your dog isn't, you don't know. Mm. Anyway, that's my PSA about rescue <laughs> dogs and being responsible pet parents. Yeah. Because yeah, she would, same thing. Like she would have, you know, we keep Lo- Rosie on a lead and all this kind mm. of stuff. But people are like, oh, that's fine. It's like, well, we're going to be paying for your vet bill in like two minutes. So Exactly. Anyway, so today we're talking about Mars ladies. Very exciting. I don't know if, if we can't really say it's an earthling on there, but it's an, an earth product well, is on Mars. Two. It's, it's there's two there. now. Yeah. One on either side. Yeah. It is amazing. I think it's mind blowing. Like just to yeah. watch the surface of another planet. But not only that, but how it all happened, like how it got there. There was a sky crane, like a freaking sky crane dropped it down like even the landing was amazing and there's yeah. a drone it's it's fascinating it's, although i guess it's like i guess the rovers won't ever meet right because one's on one side of the planet and the other's on the other side Mars is the second smallest planet yeah so maybe they will they will who knows okay well let's get to it ladies because we got to survive mars because one day we may be going up there or kids who knows each week as you know daisy and kaylee bring three top tips on a chosen subject this week how to survive mars and they were presented over three rounds as judge i will give points according to which tip i like the most during that round i may also give points for other random things i may give points to myself i may take points away if somebody pisses me off it has happened so with that kaylee won last week we did zoom it was uh, Kaylee and I tied. Actually, the three of us tied during Zoom, but Daisy bowed out as because you know she's such a good sport mm-hmm. and let Kaylee and I tie it out and t- Kaylee won the tiebreaker. So Kaylee, you will go first. What is your first top tip for surviving Mars? So my first top tip is Tim Burton, Mars Attack, watch it. It got <laughs> 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, but... Like Mark Commode says, 
Life's too short for people not to like Mars Attack. Now, Mars Attack is an old school comedic sci-fi film and it's got lots of big names in it. You've got Jack Nicholson, you've got Pierce, Broslin, not Morgan. You've got Sarah Jessica Parker, you've got Glenn Close, you've got Annette Benins, you've got Danny DeVito, not Dyer. You've mm. got Tom Jones, you've got Natalie Portman, not Cassidy. And by the way, I'm not related to Natalie Cassidy. <laughs> I used to get asked that a lot at school. Michael J. Fox is in it too, right? Isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so okay. I didn't mention him because he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immediately disagree. <laughs> so I think he gets killed pretty quickly. Sorry, spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> so, so yeah, so this, this film is a, about Mars Martians coming to Earth and attacking Earth. Isn't it weird how we recreate patriotism in alien narratives to preserve mm. our Western exceptionalism? Because look at us going to Mars and just putting rovers on it. Like, how do you think the aliens feel if they are there? All the plants or the whatever life might be on Mars. Like, how do you think they feel about all this surveillance trailing across the surface of their Earth, their planet? Like, it must be weird, but I guess we have this sort of sense of ego that we must discover everything and explore everything. And don't get me wrong, I think it's amazing, but shouldn't we sort out our own planet first before we <laughs> just go off to other ones? This is true. Not everyone has a vaccine, but perhaps all that money <laughs> a rover on Mars could have given every single human being on this planet the chance to survive coronavirus. Anyway, so I do sound like I'm on the alien side, and I am. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about the about alien films is how quick and easy it is for the aliens to get to Earth. They're like, <laughs> ah, here we are, we're at Earth. And like, it takes us like ages to get to another planet or even the moon. You know, we've got our hats, our canisters and our in-flight meals, but the aliens, they don't need nothing. They just like get in and go. And it's always so fast, like just one pan of like, Poof. and so my favorite thing about this movie is that at some point in the film, you realize how these, these Mars Martians can be killed like how they can be defeated, what's their kryptonite. And it's the most amazing, it's the most amazing thing. <laughs> what is it? What is it? It is. I've, I've got the song here. It's a song. So <laughs> if you play this song, the aliens' heads explode and they die. Oh my God, this just, I, I remember when this film came out, but I never watched it because it just looked, or maybe I did watch scenes from it because it would come on like Saturday afternoon. Anyway. <laughs> so when they hear that it is slim whitman indian love call now there's ver many versions of indian love call but it is slim whitman whitman specifically that explodes the aliens heads so if you are going to mars and you want to beat the martians then you probably need to take a copy of slim whitman on i don't know if your ipod's going to work on mars to be honest i don't have that information but maybe just just bring it on a on a boom blaster get a blaster or boom box and then you can play it but i thought it was funny to think about if i don't know my my version of a song that would have my head exploding you know like because obviously the aliens they don't like this song and my version yeah. would be mick hucknell any single song specifically by him <laughs> i knew you're gonna say that anyone can play a song by that man and my head will explode. So if, a top tip if you want to survive me, I don't know, you wouldn't be able to survive me if you're killing me, right? But anyway, <laughs> what I'm saying is that's my equivalent. Molly, Daisy, do you have a song that would uh, pop your heads open? I, you know, it's funny when you said that, I was just, I was literally just thinking, I once had a theory that you could end riots by playing songs that people would think it's no longer cool to riot to. So you couldn't do like Barbie Girl because that's too like manic and then they might get in a beat of rioting. And I, funnily enough, used to think that the song, and it's not Mick Hucknall, but I think he looks quite Mick Hucknall. Who's the lead singer of Top Loader? Is it, who sings Dancing in the Moonlight? Dancing in the Moonlight. Is that Top Loader? Yeah, Top Loader. Yeah. 
I, I yeah, I think though that is the song that would end a riot because I just think, <laughs> right, you know, when people in riots, like they look kind of cool, like on the news image, they all just look a bit like rebellious. Like I'm thinking yeah. about the London riots when people were kind of rioting about nothing, like back in the day. If they played Dancing in the Moonlight, nobody would want to riot anymore because <laughs> they would just be like, <laughs> like we get it. Oh, oh, like, oh, for fuck's sake put it down Do you you're mean? making me think of like a david lynch film where there's a yeah. riot and then he would play dancing in the moonlight yes. over the riot and the fight no yes See, that's what totally. he would do never a totally. real thing but he what, yes. music with like image and that would be definitely like an art house film yeah, he hasn't done it, but yeah, he would totally do that. Oh, I, I thought you were saying someone had done it. I was no, like, no, maybe no. I saw it then. No, but but yeah, I think that's what I'd use. To I actually like that though. Oh my gosh. I, I want to make a film that has a riot and put that over yeah. it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think, because you know, guys, how I'm, ladies, how I'm, if I don't like fit something, I just forget it. You know, I compartmentalize it. So... I don't know. Some song that my husband has somewhere, because sometimes he plays music. I'm like, this is too intense. I can't handle this. And I don't even know the name of it. Is it by Humanity's Last Breath? Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be something like that. That's what it'd be. It'd be something like war. Is that is, is that, that like heavy metal, like war? Isn't that a screamo heavy metal band? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Anything like that would probably make my head explode. But I do like my husband's music, but sometimes no, he has some songs. I'm you like, said you don't like your husband's He has really good tasted music, but I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, I can't handle this right now. He knows it. Anyway, okay. Amazing. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your response. Well, I agreed with a lot of this tip, and I'm genuinely going to look up Mars Attacks by Tim Burton because Ben and I absolutely love films that are a bit, baffling especially from the 80s and the 90s and this does actually sound like the kind of film I would genuinely enjoy because the madder a film is in terms of you know the looser the plot I mean that as a plot we wanted to get rid of aliens so in the film we played them a song and that was you know what what did for them the idea that they can what so both hear and have really exceptional taste in music i just <laughs> think is a really funny concept so yeah i'll definitely watch it amazing thank you and sorry kaylee was it mark commode yeah Kermode? commode he's a film like he's a professional film critic yeah he does like film roundups every year like it's all about oh. what does mark commode think about a film not rotten tomatoes I've never heard of him, but that's okay. That doesn't mean anything. Okay, with that, Daisy, what is your first top tip for surviving Mars? Okay, so Kaylee actually touched upon this in her tip, but I thought I'd get this out the way early on because it's by far my most negative tip for this episode. <laughs> my advice to survive Mars is to not visit Mars. Now, whilst I know... <laughs> And as Kaylee said, I think before we were even recording, you know, the images and stuff and exploring another planet, like it's amazing. When, as Kaylee rightfully said, you know, you think about what you could spend that money on here on Earth. I just think whilst we're in, you know, international pandemic and so many people globally are dying, maybe don't spend $2.725 billion. That's billion, not million, billion dollars on going to Mars, even though I know it's the name of progress and science, I just, but I do have a theory, right? So I have never approved of like voluntourism, you know, where like, even though I did it, <laughs> even though I did it when I was younger, I did it because I was one of those stupid, like, you know, like gap year students that go to the developing world and teach English for a few months and then are like, wow, I've made a massive difference obviously I didn't <laughs> but I think what we need to do with that kind of like volunteer slash tourism is make it even more exclusive so this is my theory right the poorest <laughs> countries in Africa other than people that live in Africa in terms of tourism we just you know accept the only people that can visit 
are the super rich and I mean like billionaire rich just for a couple of years like we'll let people back in eventually but we convince the super rich that Africa is as exclusive as the moon right because a lot of them because they're just so wealthy they don't know what to do with their lives or time they got to go to the moon or you know do whatever or fund going to like we'll just make it like no it, it, to get into the poorest countries in Africa you've got to be a billionaire and then suddenly it's trending on Twitter it's all over Instagram and then they give all their money to Africa like the super rich and then a few years later we just open it up again and the world's just a bit more even I just think you know that's how we should take how much people want to go to the moon make the poorest countries in the world the new moon by their exclusivity, trick billionaires, done. I mean, I'll be honest, it was quite a late night thought. I'm not sure it will work, but that's my theory. And that is my tip. Don't go to the moon, give the money to the developing countries here. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kayla, your response. I think that everything behind Daisy's tip is well-intentioned and kind. And I think that it, it is a good, <laughs> it is, a, it is a, it's baffling. It baffles me sometimes that, you know, there's just so much like search for knowledge and greed and power to be the first person on Mars, to be the first, mm. like the countries, the patriotism between the countries to be like, we America are the first to land in the Jassar mm. crater, the hardest mm. place to land on Mars. And and this narrative of we, the great, like this, that, the other with the moon landing as well. But I think like, there's just so much more to it, isn't it? Cause it's like <laughs> these billionaires, as I'm not a billionaire, you know, I don't want to like, I don't think any billionaires are going to be listening to this anyway. But like, what are they doing? Is it Elon Musk? Elon Musk is sending a starship, it's called, to Mars with people on it. That's the plan, isn't it? And you, and people are just taking out shares in Elon Musk's thing because everyone's probably thinking about their own their own like self and their own survival. But yeah, there's just a lot of issues on our planet Earth. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's serious, mm. not com- comedy, isn't it? It's too serious <laughs> to get into. Oh, thank you, Kaylee. Yeah, there's Elon Musk's, I almost said Tesla, but Tesla's not his. Um, <laughs> That's a car, isn't it? It is, it is a car. <laughs> electric but then car. there's also Jeff Bezos owns Blue Origin. And then there's, which you don't hear a lot about, but they're doing things. And then there's Virgin Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Which mm. is also Richard Branson, which is also trying to send people to mars and the moon and beyond and there are people paying for it Mm. which is interesting Mm. and excellent thank you ladies so that is round one we have kaylee watch mars attack to prepare to go to mars and then daisy don't go to mars why don't we take that money and give it to third world countries um and it seems like you both agree like maybe use that money to pay for covid vaccines or other 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 things going on in our world okay Excellent. Good stuff, ladies. I got to admit, if I'm looking at how to survive Mars, I'm going to give Daisy one point because I do. But no, I'm going to give you both a point because you made the same point. Um, (laughs) Like, let's use this money for stuff going on on our planet because our planet's a shit show. And we also have, but then maybe people are like, fuck it, the planet's gone. So let's try to go somewhere else. (laughs) And maybe that's where the scientists are. So I'll give you each a point for that. But honestly, I'm not going to give you a point for anything else because I don't think watching Mars attacks is going to help you on Mars. And I don't think not going to Mars is going to help you survive Mars. So that is round one, (laughs) ladies. You are tied with one point each. Although I will say watch Mars attacks may be fun to watch, but that's not going to help you survive Mars. Okay, ladies. That's what you think, Molly. That's what you think. (laughs) I do think it is important, though, to point out at this point For those who are loyal listeners, we have never actually given anyone a tip to help them survive anything. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think we have. I think we've saved some lives. I think we have. We're doing the good work here. We are wildly unprofessional at life. (laughs) And that's why we're here doing a comedy podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, ladies, round two. Kaylee, what is your second top tip for surviving Mars? Now I'm going to blow your minds, girls, because I've got a secret. I've actually been to Mars. So I know. Really? I know how to survive it. 
No, I haven't really. I'm joking. But I did do a voiceover video for a video for children in oh, um, yeah. school called, uh, it's by Greenwich Observatory and it's about Mars and finding life on Mars. And I did the voiceover for it. So go check that out, guys, if you want. But I love doing the voiceover for it because I was learning loads of facts and I like learning facts as children learn facts. I will always love yeah. to learn like that. When you get to uni, everything's academic, all these big words. It's like, what does this even, this sentence even mean? But I love writing for children because it's so clear, it's so precise, and, and it's so easy to get a hold of. And also, when I learn another language, like Spanish, I like to read children's storybooks, because I'm like, mm. it's simple, it, they don't flower it out with loads of stuff, it's just trying to communicate a story to a child. So yeah, that's just a little aside. But um, if you're going to Mars, you have to be ready for the highs and the lows. There is a mountain on Mars that is three times the size of Mount Everest. It's 16 miles yeah. high, it's called Olympus Mons, 16 miles high above the surface of Mars and the peak is so big that it curves with the surface of Mars. I can just imagine there's a lot of people who want to be the first to climb yeah. Olympus Mons and I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it. So Va Valles Marinares is a valley in on Mars so while it's got the highest peak it's also got mm. the lowest What's the peak? What's the what's the the uh, the, valley, the lowest dip? Canyon. Dip, the lowest. It's got the highest peak and the lowest dip. Yes, it's four times deeper and five times longer than our Grand Canyon. So we yeah. shouldn't really be calling our Grand Canyon the Grand Canyon because it ain't as <laughs> grand as the one on Mars. Um, it's amazing that we know this stuff. Like we know this stuff yeah. because of the rovers that are on there now looking for it. I really love when it when in the night sky when you can see Mars. You always know Mars is different from the other yeah. the other like little sparkles in the sky because it's of the red. It's not actually hot though, but it looks hot because it's with the red planet. They're gonna use the moon also as a stepping stone to get to Mars. It's like, hello, I'm the moon, I'm not a stepping stone to another place. <laughs> Leave me alone. The other thing that I found super, super baffling about us and our ego humans and our ego so get ready for the highs and the lows but this is just insane so when the rover perseverance was going to land it has a chip a silicone chip on the front of it and in that silicone chip is 11 million names for people from earth how did they whose name yeah so these people with their names on perseverance that their names are now on mars uh -huh. they obviously paid money they all received a virtual boarding pass to say hey get ready for your trip to mars you've landed on mars how much i don't know how much it was to do that but it's just so strange that you like what is the point what is the actual point in that my name is on mars it's a way for nasa to fund the program i don't know how much it was but if that's 11 million people think about let's say they just paid a hundred dollars which they probably paid much more than that but that's 110 million dollars they got just from doing that so it's a way for nasa to fund the project because nasa's been lo losing a lot of funding i'm guessing oh okay well then i guess that's a way to survive mars then think of a program to get your name or think of clever ideas to make money but there must be a molly up there and a Daisy. I don't know. Would there be a Kaylee spelt my way? I don't know if a Kaylee spelt know. my way. I don't know. But I feel like Kaylee's very unique. Well, it's it's. I've never. I don't know if I ever met a Kaylee in the U.S. Kaylee's a very unique name. But now that I'm here, I I actually know a lot of them. I don't know. Well, I don't know. So there's this feels very strange that we <laughs> pump all this money into self help books, which teach us to eradicate our ego, and then. We go and say, hey, do you want to pay some money to have your name go on Mars? It's like all the good work has been lifted. Can I be honest, Kaylee? Yeah. Depending on how much it costs, I would totally do it. Disgusting. <laughs> That's why you're the judge. <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how much it would, but I know Alex would probably do it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't. But it's on a chip. It's not. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I yeah, don't even get the, the flag. Like. We put our flag because we are America and yeah. our flag is like flapping around. Yeah, but that's the other thing. You're assuming whoever, like let's say there are some Martians up there. How are they going to read the chip? 
How are they going to be the chip is there? Well, I guess they would like dissemble it or whatever. I, I don't know, but it's a, it's leaving marks. It's like our name is like a little mini flag, isn't it, for ourselves? Like, oh, I am there. I am leaving my mark on Mars. I don't know if that's the correct message. I don't know if that's even like, I don't even know how I feel about it, but I feel weird about it. Yeah, fair. Thank you, Kaylee. With that, Daisy, what is your response? <laughs> um... My response is that I should maybe in the future check that we don't have the same tips because I definitely agree with Kaylee on the name <laughs> front and I will elaborate oh, no. on it in my next tip. <laughs> Excellent. With that, Daisy, what is your first top? Uh, second, second. What is your second top tip for surviving Mars? Well, Molly, I don't know if you know, but through the Send Your Name to Mars campaign, people sent their names to Mars, so it would be on the microchips on I the think rover. I heard something about um, that. <laughs> but much like Kaylee, I agree that I I think you need to be more like Linda Keane from Cumbernauld. So Cumbernauld is in North Lanarkshire in Scotland. And what she did instead in back in 2019 when the first campaign ran, and by the way, you can still go to for the next mission, you can sign up now to send your name to Mars in the future. So they still mm. do it. How much is it? Do you know? Funnily enough, it didn't say it on the website. Say, yeah, you have to. They you just sign up like you put in your email and stuff. But it didn't. I couldn't. I searched for hours yesterday and I couldn't find an actual price. But what this lady did, Linda Keane, instead of sending her own name, she sent the name of ospreys, which are a, a type of bird Aww. that live in a, a nature park. So they're part of the Scotland's Woodland Trust, and she'd been watching them in the on um a uh like you know like a nature camera so you can watch it on a webcam and because she liked them so much she sent their names to Mars which I thought was quite lovely Aww. and selfless because I do agree with Kaylee that I think sending your name is quite a missed opportunity because let's yeah. say there is Martian life what are they going to look at it go like oh Gary Sharon Hannah like it's quite boring like the first part of the bible where everyone's begotting everyone I think <laughs> it's like it there's a missed opportunity because especially if they had like a website that said what had been sent to Mars I like everything Molly want to find room for passive aggression and it would be much more <laughs> fun if aliens could read it like a soap and it could be like dear Bob I no longer love you I'm now with Stephen best Linda do you mean and then you'd be like that's on Mars forever or dear Bob I know about Haley. You're not playing golf anymore. Also, I'm keeping the car. Do you know, like a lot of, basically, I think if we used it for divorce messages, you could just <laughs> burn bitterness into the red planet and that would be quite fun. So I just think, you know, the extent of English language or any language that we could put up there, names was probably the least, least fun thing we could do. So be nice, like Linda Keane and send a bird name or break up with your partner or friend or anyone you dislike via Mars, which is a big move. Nice. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your response. So you're basically using Mars as the go-between between two people's <laughs> communication, like a therapist <laughs> that you're never going to hear the response from. Yeah. So it's madness. <laughs> so you might, you might be in like a relationship you don't want to be in and you're like, I'm not going to be in this relationship anymore. I'm going to give the message to the the spaceship is going to take 150 years to get there and oh, then no no you you tell the person on earth but it's like the sort of intergalactic version of like keying someone's car oh. do you mean it's like I'm ending it with you. Also, I've put this on Mars. That is uh, how much okay. I want you to know how much I hate you and the way you play golf, you know? <laughs> and, it, and it's like the equivalent is like, you know, when people propose to each other on the Super Bowl with the big yes, screen. Exactly. So the aliens would screen it on Mars and we'd be able to yeah. hear an echo of it on Earth. Every yes. Week. Like exactly. the train. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Fab. <laughs> I'm on yeah. board. Okay. Great, ladies. Yeah, so we have round two with Kaylee. Be prepared for the highs and the lows. And Daisy, use this opportunity with Mars to, you know, be nice or be 
ruthless and bitter and in that relationship. I'm going to give points to, I'm definitely giving points to Daisy because the thing I like about this, this tip is you have, you know how sometimes you have a friend that's like, or friends that are just in and out of a relationship. They'll break up then they get back together. Then they break up then they get back together. The thing I like about this tip is if your girlfriend, your, you know, female friend is like, I'm really breaking up with them this time. You could be mm -hmm. like, if you mean it, put it on Mars. Exactly. And then they'll always have to stick to they'll be like, <laughs> yes, I, we broke up and I'm staying broken up this time. So I'm going to give two points to, to Daisy for that. Yeah. I am going to give a point to Kaylee for be prepared for highs and lows, because I think if you're traveling through space and to Mars, there's going to be physical highs and lows, and there's going to be emotional highs and lows. So yeah, I think that actually is a good tip. So I am going to give a point for that, but, uh, I really like Daisy's bitterness. Okay. So <laughs> round three with Daisy at three points, Kaylee at two. And with that, Kaylee, what is your final top tip for surviving Mars? So start eating boiled potatoes and get ready for not edible treats. Okay. I don't think Deliveroo is ever going to be able to make it on Mars. What do you think? No, I don't think no. so. You'd have, you'd ha you know, if you're, you'd have to just get prepared with your foods. I also think that Mars should remain postcodeless like islands till recently actually like my granny never had a postcode really no one, they just the postman or the postwoman it was generally a postman knew knew them by their name and delivered the correct post everywhere and postcodes only came in in recent years when did they when i lived in ireland which was like six years ago there was no postcodes when did they get a postcode oh, i thought you were gonna say you had one my granny's got a postcode maybe in the last three years yeah that's crazy because you're right it was yeah. literally like round the corner from this place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like why. there's a lot of people that live in her village and it's incredible like that that post person remembered where everyone was how yeah. old is this post person <laughs> The post person is definitely, definitely a like probably 70 something now. Yeah. Does he have like an apprentice? Probably always has to go along with apprentice. When he dies, they just have to collect their posts on the post office mall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's why they got postcodes because he died. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, yeah. There's only one postman for the whole of Ireland and he died. So then they had to get a postcode. Basically, I would suggest, and my this top tip is inspired by The Martian, which I watched, Matt yeah. Damon in it. It is a book originally, so the book's yeah. by Andy Weir. And I looked at a website which was sort of holding the science of the book and the, the movie to account and saying, could this happen, could it not? Because I really, what I really liked about it is if I was stranded on Mars, I would want my disco soundtrack. And that is what <laughs> Matt Damon's character has. He has this amazing disco soundtrack, which is just fantastic. And that's what I would want. So yeah. I would say, as well as start eating your boiled potatoes and getting used to like a very neutral diet, bring a USB with like all the top tracks on it. It's again, it's another music and music one because <laughs> that was was in my first one. But you also, and this is the most important part of my tip, if you want to survive Mars, then you need to make sure your spacecraft is protected from radiation so mm. you have to poo in a bag and pack it into the walls and it will provide you with the necessary protection also you must store all your human waste and use it for fertilizer in the soil so that you can grow potatoes on the surface of mars is that true does poo protect against radiation absolutely no it doesn't it does it said that it's in the article time.com Really? Yeah. If you poo wow. in a bag and put it, it will protect from radiation. Now, let's go. just get an idea of how much radiation is happening on Mars. Mm -hmm. A one-way, 180-day trip would subject an astronaut to 15 times the annual permissible dosage Damn. that workers at nuclear power plants can have. So it's high levels of radiation. Yeah. And in the movie, they're saying how he wouldn't have been able to survive because he hasn't. He's not protected from the radiation and he needs to poop in a bag and put it in the walls. There's other ways that you can be protected yeah. from radiation, but that was my favorite. And also all the things you can do with human waste. You don't just flush it away. Keep it and grow some potatoes out of it. It might not be as tasty, but you're on Mars. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee. Amazing. Daisy, your response. 
I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's definitely an interesting tip. I'll give Katie that. But it's not selling going to Mars for me. Now, I don't think NASA will ever approach me and say what we need is quite, you know. Well, I don't think I've got a skill set that they're going to want. They're not going to go, do you know what we're looking for? We don't need you to have any kind of scientific expertise we just want a woman like who's a bit chubby and a little bit bitter and will make some jokes. That's what we want. We just need someone to just give a fun, whimsical soundtrack to them going up. We're also a bit funny. No, I mean, comedians, they're not looking for us. But also, this is how much of a greedy gob I am. When you said, the minute you said neutral diet, I was out. I was like, I'm not bothered. <laughs> If they said to me tomorrow, genuinely, Daisy, you could go to Mars. We'll pay for it. You'll be like the first female comic on Mars. I mean, what a thing to put on a fringe poster. Do you want to go? That's a really say, good. That's a really good thing to put on a fringe poster. I mean, <laughs> first woman on Mars. I mean, you could dine out on that story for years. You've got a whole hour immediately, haven't you? You've got follow-up shows. <laughs> Definitely loads of material. But the minute they would say that neutral diet, and also then you're like, oh, and you've got to be in this sort of shit can because you've got to put your poo on the walls. I'd be like, nah, I'm out. I'm not bothered. <laughs> Take just someone else. No, don't want to. They couldn't pay me. They could not. There's not an amount of money that they could say. It's only a couple of years. You just got to go. I'd be like, no, not. I'm not doing the potato poo, poo on the walls. You, you said the word poo and human poo too often for that to still be appealing. But it's a very good tip. That's my <laughs> activism to put everyone off going to Mars. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You see, we can solve this together. Reappropriate that money. <laughs> Eat Thank the you, rich. Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Daisy, what is your final top tip for surviving Mars? Okay, my final top tip is to come up with a better secret message. So I don't know if you saw this, but people on social media decoded. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) That the the parachute, when it was, um, so what basically the parachute used to lower the NASA rover, in it had uh, a, a pattern which they worked out because it was red and white and they figured out that I think red was one and white was zero and basically that was binary coding and the message that it said was dare mighty things right that was apparently the secret message they sent up now you could think that's an appropriate message for a space mission but I should disclose those types of expression you know just kind of feel good kind of saying something but not really saying anything they are my pet hate they are my I'm like what do you mean dare mighty things it's so vague it's like when people say things like live your best life I hate that expression because I am 10 years away for of decision making in order to do that like do you know what I mean like I would need a time machine to go back to 23-year-old me to implore them to make different choices for the past decades in order for me now. I can't, current, present me, live my best life (laughs) because I chose to be a circuit comedian and before that, an event manager. It's a pandemic. My best life is gone. Like the version (laughs) of me that was like, I don't even know what that looks like anymore. It's too late. So I don't like living your (laughs) best life I also don't like live each day like it's your last terrible advice you would just you would you wouldn't squash beefs you'd start them or at least I would because if I thought I only had one day left I'm very English in that I don't tell anyone what I really think I'd be ringing everyone like I die tomorrow I never liked you goodbye Next one, you know, you'd ring, you'd ring old bosses, you'd start so many fights, you know, you'd spend whatever money you had left, you would just blow it, you'd do whatever you wanted. Then you'd wake up the next day still alive and go, what fucking terrible advice was that? Live each day as if it's your last. So I'm like getting Darren Brown. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, but, but what I'm saying is that essentially, dare mighty things, I understand why they did it, but I do not approve as that as a secret message. So what would you recommend, Daisy? Again, I'll have to go back to passive aggression, Molly. If they had something or a public service announcement, they could have used that airspace because that would have gotten loads of news coverage just to give people a simple message on Earth, like wear sun cream or (laughs) floss daily. You know, wear a mask. People have problems with their teeth, wear a mask. They could have really gone for, you know, I just think they could have told the people on Earth something more profound than dare mighty things excellent thank you daisy kaylee your response so yesterday i was out for my walk with steve who i've talked about on another podcast in city yeah. living and um we were talking about this article he'd read it and he we were saying like oh this is the motto that they've delivered onto mars and then he said to me like what's your motto and i was like thinking he meant what's my motto for life and i was yeah. like wow oh, i don't know it's something <laughs> about imagination or creativity i don't know and i was thinking he was like my motto is, and he told me what the motto of his clan name is. And I was oh, like, I never oh, would have thought that. No, I know. And I was like, oh, that's what you meant. And so I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the Cassidy clan motto is. So then yesterday he sent me a message saying, the Cassidy motto is, thou, thou mayst break, but shall not bend me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I said, that's a bit homophobic, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Typical. Thank you, Kaylee. Amazing. Okay, so round three, we have Kaylee with get ready to boil potatoes and for a neutral diet. And also a little bit of, uh, of education there. I really liked poo protects against radiation. Did not know that. Daisy made the good point that if you do end up going to Mars as a comedian, that's a great line for your fringe poster. Then we have Daisy with come up with a better secret message. Dare Mighty Things was kind of lame. Also, I got to say that live live each day as if it was your last. Every time I hear that, that gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't done everything I wanted to do in my life. So I think if I'm thinking how to survive Mars, I'm going to give it to Kaylee. Get ready to boil some potatoes and for a neutral diet. Woohoo! Yeah, put so that your poo is- in the walls. And put some poo in those walls. <laughs> Get ready to poo everywhere. So I, that wasn't this, sorry, just to clarify, that was not my top tip to poo everywhere, Molly. <laughs> Molly just <laughs> takes it to another level. Hey guys, just poo everywhere. <laughs> I'm summarizing what you were saying, Kaylee. Okay. So right now, I'm gonna do something a little different, ladies. Right now we have Kaylee at four points, Daisy at three. So right now, if we ended it, Kaylee would win. But this conversation is reminding me of some of my favorite sci-fi films, and I love sci-fi films. So ladies, I want you to tell me on TV shows, I want you to give me three sci-fi films that you think I love, Uh, and it can't be Star Wars. Wait, so I, you want us to tell you... And for each one, you get an extra sci-fi point. sci-fi films you yeah. like? and it has to be kind of realistic-ish. It can't, it can't be like too far in the future. So it can't be sci- It can't be Star Trek or Star Wars. It's just too far in the future. But it has to be something to do with sci-fi. Uh, okay, Radius. Yeah. Radius? Upgrade. The platform. <laughs> Up- are these... What, so what, so what Daisy's just done, what Daisy's just done is Googled sci-fi <laughs> films and she's read out the top three that have come up on the Google <laughs> I don't even know. I've never even heard of those films. Love it. Okay, Daisy, you get one more. Oh, I got that. The Abyss. That is a sci-fi film, but I've never seen it. Kaylee? Or show you, or television show. Do you, would you, like, I would say Star Trekker. That's like a really fun. Um, that is an excellent, excellent choice. But I said not Star Trek or Star Wars. No, but Star Trekker. Obvious. Star Trekker. It's not Star Troopers. Star Troopers. That's what it's called. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, Star Troopers. I have seen that. That is not one of the answers. I, Molly, I can tell you though. Yes. Because I Googled it before. What the Merwin family motto is. Okay. What is it? On your crest, because I Googled it, it just says in Latin, Almighty God. Almighty God. Which could be very pious or arrogant, depending how you look at it. I'm going arrogant. (laughs) 
Do you yeah. like um, <laughs> Darth Merengue's Dark Place? That's sci-fi. That's quite good. It's no, funny. that's not an answer. You got one did more answer, Kaylee. Hear me when I said Space Jam. Was that one? I did not hear Space Jam, but that is also wrong. Okay, Kaylee. Um, what about Twelve Monkeys? That's pretty good. That's not no. That's not. That it's sci-fi. But, Twelve Monkeys coming out of someone's asshole. Yeah, that but that's not to do with space. <laughs> that's not to do with space. Yeah, but sci-fi is not just to do with space. I said stuff to do with space. Oh, okay. What about that one Danny Boyle did? That's pretty good. Guys, Which one is that? Could what we is have it? a different competition? Okay, the competition is over. You guys ruined it for me. Yeah, but Mol, Molly, I want. Yeah. I this really means a lot to me. Yeah. I want you guys to win my competition by guessing. Robocop. Robocop. No. What my favorite color is? Purple. Go. No. No. Uh, I can't believe you're playing. I'm taking a piss. It's aqua. Everyone loses. <laughs> I was gonna say blue. Okay, ladies. So Not that darko. Okay, no, that's not sci-fi to do with space, Kaylee. Okay, these were the correct, these were some correct answers you could have said and won extra points. Arrival, <gasps> a lazy movie with Amy Adams, potentially showing how humanity, if it were to be selfish, would be screwed. But once it comes together, saves the future. And it's also amazing. So Arrival would have been a correct answer. For All Mankind, which is on Apple TV+, Plus, which is an alternate reality past, where actually Russia makes it to the moon before America <laughs> and what happens instead. Spoiler alert, the space race never ends. It's very fascinating. Next, another option would have been because, you know, it's just fun. Independence Day is a great one. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing one. But these are some of correct answers, but none of you got them. But you said your three favorite, and then you said three, and then you said, I think I'm missing one. <laughs> I was trying to give you guys plenty of opportunities because uh. I'm a nice judge, but you lost. With that said, so Kaylee, you have won four to three, and you have survived oh my Mars. God. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. I just want to thank all of my people out there for supporting me during this time. <laughs> no one cares. Thank you. This has been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Mars. You can follow us on Instagram at Twitter at How the Number Two Survive Pod, on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life, or you can email us at How to Survive Your Life Pod at gmail.com. If you like this episode or any of our other episodes, please like and subscribe wherever you are listening to this and maybe tell a friend, maybe tell a Martian. I am Martian Molly. That is Alien Head Cassidy. And that is. I almost said poop your pants, Earl, but I just... <laughs> no, Molly. I wasn't even my tip. I'm not allowing it. Daisy Spaceman, Earl. I will accept. Daisy, be bitter when, when the opportunity presents itself, Earl. Thank you. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Music by Jazar. Daisy took references this week from The Independent, AP Newswire, Martin Williams from The Herald and Jeff Faust from Spacenews.com. Kaylee took references from Time.com, NationalGeographic.com and Tim Burton's Mars Attacks.